Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Chad Jarvis. And how you doing this afternoon there, Chad? I'm doing great, considering the off-air antics we were at about before this, uh, before we started recording. So yeah, I'm good. Good result yesterday. Uh, top of the table, possible, Still. possible. What, uh, what did we say? 111 points left. 111 points. So the 131 point mark I set at the beginning of the year is still on. <laughs> I can see it. It's in our grasp. We've only got what, uh, 37 more games to get there, but we shall do it, folks. Uh, just strap. Make sure you got your seatbelt on nice and tight, snug, and we're going to go for a little ride. <laughs> and how you doing on a personal level over there? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing fine, fine, fine. Glad <laughs> right. to hear it. How are Glad you, Noah? <laughs> I'm not bad, man. Not bad at all. It's been uh, a fun week so far for me. Just super busy, running all over the place. Played a little miniature golf. I sunk ho- two hole-in-ones last night. So, you know, regular Tiger Woods over here. There you go. There you go. How about that fucking game yesterday, though? Oh, well, I tell you what, um, the people I work with definitely know that we won um, <laughs> in the dying embers of the game yesterday because as I watched, you know, the time tick down and how, how like, karma is a major bitch to the Swansea supporters. You take the ball for a minute, we get an added added extra minute, and go and proceed to win the game because you guys wanted to play keep away from a throw-in. So, I mean, piss on you, Swansea fans, but, I mean, it's good. I mean, it was a good game. Great, great justice there. And then you saw Balduck, like, going away and celebrating in front of that guy. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Absolute smash and grab performance. Didn't think we were going to get anything out of that one, especially like at the start of the second half. I was just prepping for, you know, their goal to go in and for us not to get anything, them to just basically, you know, shut the door and that would have been that. But unbelievable scenes in the end of this one. And I, for my money, I can't remember an away stoppage time goal winner. No, not in a while. At least nothing comes to the top of my mind. I can't recall one in the last few years, I believe. And, and I think it was said, like, this is our first win at Swansea since, like, the 50s or something like that? Yeah, it had been a really long time. Yeah, they said – SUTV said something about it right at the end of the game, and I was I was preoccupied with something else, so it went in one ear and out the other. But yeah, it was a really long time since we had beaten them, but which is good away. I mean, a, a good away performance. And we've been saying this, we wanted to see this. It wasn't the best performance, but we came away with the three points. And that's in the end of the day, that's all that matters. I interrupted you before when you were telling the story about your coworkers, because I'll give you my, like what happened with me while I was at work yesterday, watching well, that ball go in. You know, I stand in front of a computer stand and there's a TV about, mm, yay, 10 feet, 10 feet away from me on a, on the mounted on the wall. And I have it playing there and I have the audio up all the way. And, you know, SUTV's audio isn't exactly the greatest. 
So I've got it up to like, I think the TV's up to a max and the goal goes in and I just start yelling, get in, get in, get in, running around in a circle. And everybody's like, what's wrong? And they all know when I get quiet during the afternoon, about three o'clock, two forty-five, when it was, it, it was kickoff, you know, don't bother me for the next two hours. You know, I'll be working, <laughs> but I'll also be, you know, multitasking. So when it went in, everybody just kind of picks their heads up and like, oh, okay. And then, cause they're already, they're used to it. Cause every goal I go in, I go that goes in when I'm at work, they all, the whole building knows about it. So <laughs> as I, as we won and I went over and one of my uh, buddies I work with, he's like, what were you yelling about? And he's like, I bet you, as they, as everybody else calls it, I bet you Sheffield scored. I was like, yep, you're right. Yep, they scored. I was like, yeah, the blade scored and uh, we secured it. And I, I told him, I was like, it's, it was in the last 30 seconds of the match. And I thought we were going to get a draw, but we came and got, came away and got a win. So I was happy. I was only able to really watch the first half, like in its totality. I, there were spots in the second half where I was able to just like quickly glance down at my phone. Uh, and you know, I had SUTV up on my phone, just like trying to watch it. And then I, you know, for the last like 10 minutes, um, I was able to get to a place where I was just staring at my phone and, you know, that, that tackle from Bash comes in. I'm like, oh, go on, go on. <laughs> Norrington Davies boots it down the field. Brewster gets on it. When he slots it over for Kadra, I knew it was coming. And I jumped out of my seat. My coworker was like three feet away from me. And I'm like, get the fuck in like that. <laughs> And I properly scared him. Like he like jumped up and was like, what, what just happened? And I was like, <laughs> United have scored. United are going to win this game. Uh, yeah. You got to love it though, man. It's the passion. And yep. you know, like we've said in past episodes, it's the, like when we lost the force in the playoffs, it's the hope that kills you. In this, oh. in this sense, it's the hope that enthralls us and keeps us going on yeah 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 exactly i i thought for a second there we were gonna have the return of pessimistic chad we haven't seen him in a long time no that's what i was saying before you know as i you know like skim over the results from around the league as they you know like come in because obviously we're recording this on a wednesday and all the fixtures that didn't happen yesterday happened today and norwich yeah they won but they gave up two goals. Yeah, they can, they scored three, but gave up two. And I, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I, I understand we've only played nine games, so we still have so much left. But I just don't, I for the life of me, I can't find anything that's going negative or going bad for us. You know, and unless you know, I'm touching wood for this, but unless we lose the entire team to like our major injuries, I just think we're going to keep going on with this because look, if you, I mean, if we could shake Norwich right now, we've got f- behind Norwich, I think Blackburn are third and they're five points adrift already of us. So it's like, you know, a few more results here. We could be looking at a considerable gap from first to third. Now, Obviously, it's probably not going to go how we all want it to, and we're just going to like expand this gap. But the way we're playing right now, I I can't see us not doing that. You know, I I know I'm looking at the fixture list and just kind of wondering, all right, where's the other shoe going to drop? Is it here? 
Is it here? Oh, well, we, we have Norwich in like a month. Like, you know, that might be a loss. But at, at the same time, I, I'm looking at the results from the other teams, like you were saying, and I'm like, well, they shouldn't have dropped that those points right there. Reading mm-hmm. got absolutely turned over. They're in, in the top six right now. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't to me. It's like, and I said this to you by a text earlier, I just think this league is really bad. And I don't think it's like bad in a sense of there's not really too many good teams and there's a lot of bad teams. I think there's a lot of equal teams in the middle of the, in the middle of the table. Like from probably 6th to probably I don't know, what would you say like 16th? Yeah. Even yeah. even maybe down to the relegation teams, there's a lot of parity there. And I think that, you know, like we've talked about, our normal four teams that everybody talked about at the beginning of the season are there. And then I think it's kind of tier one and tier two. And we had, you know, we're obviously in that tier one right now. And okay, so there's what, 20 teams in that tier two? Yeah. Yeah. The one team that has started off so poorly that I thought we're going to be way higher up is West Bromwich Albion. You figure with the moves that they made, I thought they were going to be in a lot better position. Granted, look, we, you know, the caveat to all of this is obviously this is the earliest of days, you know, Mm -hmm. in in a season. I mean, nine games played, as we mentioned before, 111 points still on the table for every team except Coventry, who have uh, nine extra points that they'll be playing for. Um, But yeah, I, I, I mean, we've been... Phenomenal so far. I mean, it's really, I just, I didn't expect us to be this good this early. And, and look, this is a, a horse that's been beaten to death, but I'll say it anyway. The game yesterday, promotion teams, they win that fucking game. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they don't, you know, we don't, we don't grind out a draw, you know, and we've said this on what, two or three other times. With, with results this season, promotion team, like the, the Luton draw, you know, promotion teams come away with that. It's a scrappy game. We fought back into it, got a draw. This is the same, same thing. Swansea wanted to have a bunch of possession. They had a bunch of good chances that they, that they inevitably ruled. We took our opportunity when we had it at the end of the game, scored. And we, we walked away with the three points. So that to me tells me that this team is in a good spot going forward. And, you know, our home form has been perfect. Our away form started shaky. And now we've started to right that ship. And let's see if we can get, because if we keep Fortress Bramwell Lane and get our away form to where we're winning a couple, drawing a couple, winning, I mean, losing you know every sixth game or something like that sixth or seventh game i mean how many losses that yeah Yeah. that that's i mean that's probably more than two and a half points a game which easily puts us in promotion auto promotion yep yep it's been phenomenal it's been absolute dreamland for united and it's an it's a pleasure to watch this team week in and week out i just i can't remember since I've been a United fan, like, and with the exception of the, probably the 
Chris Wilder's first season in League One, just how good we are compared to a lot of the other teams in the league. Yeah, it, it is really, really different to be like, man, we're we're in like a different class than than most of these teams, and you like really can't see that changing. You know, I, I don't really see how these teams are going to find much more form to get, you know, on our level or above us, you know. But let's remember here, we said this last year, and we, we said this actually before our our really good run of form starting after Paul Heckingbottom took over. You win seven games on the spin, or you, like, win the majority of and then draw a couple of seven games on the spin, and... I mean, it rockets you up the table. The same could be said for losses. A bad stretch uh, of losses and draws, I mean, that rockets you down the table. So, yeah. so it, we have it, to keep this. But but it was very key for us to get, you know, everybody says the benchmark is 10 games. So after Saturday's game, you know, everybody's pretty much, aside from Coventry and Huddersfield that haven't played the allotted 10 games, we pretty much know where everybody kind of stands at like the first marker of the season. And it was so key for us to start off on the right foot because you can just turn the calendar back to last year. When we started so slow under Slav, we rude the chances at the end of the season where we shouldn't even been in playoffs. We should have been, you know, automatically promoted because we were the better team, but if if we would have started better at the beginning of last year, we would have went out probably second behind Fulham. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true, it's true, and I'm just glad and impressed that that form has kind of carried over. Our new players have sort of slotted right into the team, and the the chemistry. I mean, the chemistry that that a lot of these guys have. It, I mean, it you don't you don't typically get that. You usually take you know maybe 10 or 11 games with this many new players kind of slotted into the squad, but they've all gelled so wonderfully and the results show it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is how, how cohesive this unit is. I mean, it's not like we've got to go through three or four games to get them, you know, gelled together. It's like bang, right? It's just like we basically took the players from last year and put them on this team, but there's a whole host of new players that came in, you know, that are having an impact in our side, which which I'm okay with. And some players are having a, like a renaissance. Obviously, yep. Reese Norrington Davies comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, that McBurney. dude has been an absolute world beater. Yeah, two players right there that you you brought up. I mean, absolutely revelations. Just just changing where they were a year ago this time. Well, I think that that's enough, uh, you know, sucking off there. Uh, yeah, that probably... was that, that was some verbal bouquets and a lot of ass kissing right there. Man, yeah. we did it. Whew. Yeah, golly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for it's pretty damn true though. Every word yeah. of it. Let's get into this one. Very, very cagey affair overall. First real chance in this game came in the second minute as McBurney got the ball to Sander Bedgay, who drove to the byline on the right-hand side and put in an absolute beauty of a cross for Reese Norrington Davies, who in a diving effort headed the ball towards the bottom left-hand corner, but it was saved by Swansea keeper Benda. Good save. I don't think he could have done much better there, Norrington Davies. 
No, I mean, it was a good effort in, in the end. And this, surprisingly for us, and we're about to allude to, and anybody that watched the match, we started, we came out of the gates like gangbusters, you know, and that's all I had heard about how Swansea are a possession-minded team. They're going to hold the ball. They're going to, you know, poke and prod and try and score goals. And the other teams are going to play on the counter. Little did we know we're going to come out the first 10, 15 minutes and we look the better side. Yeah. And it's notable because the possession numbers were dead even 50 yeah. 50. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, really? Because we started to have more possession. We, we had it in the first part of the first half and then we had it in the majority of the second half of the second half. Yeah. Towards the end of the game, that's when we had. That's when I can think that when we had most of our like possession, so right. which uh, I'm okay with. Fifty fifty coming away from a team that usually has like sixty five seventy percent of the possession. Uh, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And in the seventh minute, off of a corner for United, the ball was played towards John Egan, who was bungled over by a Swansea defender, but never a pen. He kind of got up, like, made a half-hearted appeal to the ref. But, yeah, that's never a pen for me there. No, no, I would agree. Uh, One thing on the ref, how about his hairband? Did you see that? Yeah, it it was commented on, interestingly enough, uh, on the SUTV broadcast yeah, his apparently his hair has not been that long. Yeah, well, it's like he looked like a silver fox with, you know, he had the silver hair going on, and then he had the. I'm like, dude, how cute is this? Like, you, you really, fancy come him, on. Huh? You, huh? you fancy? You fancy? No, God, no, no, <laughs> God, no. I was like, it, uh, that was an in, in an inflection. Like, oh my God, look at how cute this guy is. Come on, come on. It's not all about you, ref. Well, thankfully, he didn't make it all about him on the pitch, which was good. I thought he was overall fair, missed a couple of things, but which ref doesn't, you know, with the the state of refereeing right now. The biggest thing is on the goal. He didn't pull that back. And, you know, when I first saw that and we slotted it home, I thought, man, that's a foul the ref missed. But you look at it, nope. Nope, Naughton just went down. He was like, oh, "Okay, if I go down, I'll get a, I'll get a uh, foul." Nope, smart on the ref. Yeah, yeah, definitely good keeping his whistle in his hand there. But we'll get to that in a bit. Tenth minute, Swansea had their first good chances off a corner taken by Joe Allen. Ben Cabango gets on the end of it, but heads it directly down and into West Fotheringham's arms. Should have done more with that, Cabango. I mean, yeah. had to go down as a good chance for Swansea and. Obviously, one that they would eventually rue. Yeah, there's there's going to be a handful of chances that they're going to rue. But one thing, bingo, bango, kabango. I just, I just that came to my head right there as I saw his <laughs> name because I was like, man, that's a cool last name, Ben Kabango, bingo, bango. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Chad, nickname extraordinaire. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> 12th minute, arguably our best chance of the first half, as Basham played it to Balduck, who got it out to Bergay on the right-hand side. He played it back for Balduck down the wing, and Balduck puts in the most teasing of crosses um, that eventually finds McBurney with the net gaping, and what does he do? He just toes it over the bar. I mean, it's frustrating, to say the least, for McBurney there. That would have been 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, and... You know, we've seen him miss goals like this before in front of goal. 
obviously David McGoldrick too. I mean, he's notorious for missing one's point blank range, but yeah, I mean, that would have been cool to see him get four and four, but obviously at some point he wasn't going to score, but you would have liked to think a man on form, he puts that away and we go up one nil, but obviously we didn't. At least he's getting the chances. I mean, I can think of so many appearances for McBurney where he didn't even get a chance. So by virtue of him just, you know, getting on the ball, I don't even think he attacks that ball last year. No. Oh, no, no. A hundred percent. No. He's just kind of out there with this time last year. He's just kind of out there just running around randomly, aimlessly kind of lost. Now he looks more focused and he, he almost makes, because I watch him a lot when we can see him off the ball and he looks like he, almost creates space and tries to get into those onto those runs of those balls and you know 180 degrees from where he was so if he does that at least half of the time he's gonna score five ten more goals yeah yeah and I mean we were talking earlier in the season like Morgan Gibbs White obviously not in the side anymore where are we gonna get that production from and I said if we can get it from like three or four players I mean, that'll put us in a, a really, really good position. And so far, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And now Kat, Kadra's off and running. He He's opened up his account. So. Yeah, he, a little bit of a hint, hint, who's probably in my team this, this weekend. I mean, we're going to have some squad rotation, but yeah, dude, why not? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. 13th minute, Tommy Doyle, after receiving a pass from Njaye, drives into the box and takes a s- slow slow shot on the ground that is easily saved by Benda. And I just don't think he made a good connection with the ball. Um, no. But it was a good drive into the box there. But, yeah, he has to do a little bit better. What was that like? Um, I don't know. What would you put the miles per hour on that? Like zero, next to zero? <laughs> three, three, three to five, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like yeah. that. 15th minute, Swansea with one of their best chances of the first half as Grimes got it to Cooper down the left-hand side who drove toward the top of the box and placed it for Fulton who got it to Perot who deeks his man and fires a shot like right down the throat of clean sheet West and he makes, it, it's so easy for him. It's right at him. I mean, a couple of feet to the left or right and you know, you're actually testing West and maybe you get a goal out of it, but yeah, I, I just don't think he was looking at where Clean Sheet West was. Yeah, and I felt like that on most of their chances they had. Yeah, they had a, a handful of chances, but they really didn't do anything to challenge West. That was probably one of his easier games with action in in front of goal. And I think they only had, what was the stats? They only had two, two shots on. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't much. I mean, they had twelve total shots, five on tar or five off target, two on target. So he didn't really have that much to do, which I'm okay with. But I mean, you would like to think that these teams come in here and like, okay, we got to trouble the keeper a little bit. Nah, not really. Yeah, and I mean, to Swansea's credit, I mean, they only allowed three shots on target. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, we had a bunch of chances go wide. Yeah. You know, but that's why you look at this game. If you take our United glasses off, it probably should have ended nil nil. And if it wasn't for what happened at the end of the game, it it was going to. 
Yeah, and it's been said by a number of United fans, and I feel the same way. Towards the end of the game, I was, like, happy with a point here. You know, absolutely happy with a point. Yeah, same with me. 16th minute off of a bad giveaway by United. Swansea drive forward, and Fulton passes to Perot. He gets the ball over to Fulton, and at the top of the box, he has a shot, and it goes wide to the right of goal from a Swansea perspective. I'll tell you, watching Perot... In this game, he was absolutely snake-bitten, could not find anything, despite getting, like, several good chances. The majority of their chances went through him. Yeah, and like you said, he really didn't, I mean, he really didn't do anything. It's like they were trying to work the ball through him, but then nothing was coming of it. So, I don't know, that was certainly a head-scratcher for me, but I guess that's one of of Swansea's guys they work through in, in every single match. I mean, that's almost like the Pied Piper of their team, you know, everybody's going to follow him. So, and if he's not on form, then as go Swansea. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. And I mean, it's to our credit that we were able to kind of shut him down, get a man in front of him. And he didn't really have a good side of goal, except on a couple of occasions. Yeah. 18th minute, Tommy Doyle puts in a nice pass for Anel Ahmed Hadza. Drives from left to right at the top of the box and has a shot that is blocked out. And it falls to Bash, who just isn't able to keep it in at the byline, out for a goal kick. 24th minute, really, really clever throw-in routine here from Swansea as the throw goes to the byline for Joel Perot. He drives to that byline further, cuts it back for Ryan Manning, and Balduck is able to get a block on it before Manning is able to shoot, and Bash then clears it out. Dangerous moment, but absolutely brilliant defending there from Balduck. Yeah, it's, it's one of those deals where you see the build-up play and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be a chance. And then when you're able to get back and defend it and get it out, you know, over the last couple of years, we've been a little bit shaky back there. So I'd like to see that we've shored that up. And now it's not as much of a worry to me as it used to be in years past. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I it's nice knowing that we have that cover in there. That yeah. just in case something goes wrong, and both of our wing backs in this game put in really, really solid defensive performances. They did, 100%. Speaking of defenders and speaking of wing backs in particular, can we talk about Reese Norrington Davies? I mean, we already kind of brought him up. He was absolutely phenomenal, especially in that first half. He was driving down the wing, getting good crosses in, putting in good, hard challenges, and as far as their forward players were concerned, he had them in his back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't know where this R and D come from, but I hope he's here to stay for a long time because I mean, he, he's got his position in, in the team locked down a hundred percent. And, uh, I thought he was, you know, the way he was grabbing his like inside knee when he went down yesterday, I was like, oh, no, please get up, please get up, please get up. Because then the announcers on SUTV are like, oh, you could see uh, Stuart McCall put his his head in his hands when, when R&D went down. I was like, get up, get up, get up. And he, I guess it's just his work rate, man. He's working insanely quick out there. I mean, he looks like lightning in, in a bottle. He was so fast, especially like on those marauding runs down the wing, like getting on to balls that were just played into acres of space, beating his man when, you know, it looked like there, he had no chance on the ball. I mean, fantastic from him. He's, I mean, spoiler alert, but he's my man of the match. 
Yeah, I think everybody's man of the match has been R&D. And I think it's been more than, you know, I think for me it's been man of the match for the last couple of games. So Yeah, yeah, I mean, a few games running there. Yeah, putting in an absolute shift every time he is called upon, which He's I'm I'm okay with. I'm okay with great. keep up the form. Yep, yep. 27th minute, Swansea get a corner that is put in and headed, and it is cleared off the line by Basham, I believe. So good last-ditch defending there from United. And then it was end-to-end around the half-hour mark as after a cross that doesn't find McBurney in the box, uh, the Swans go the other way with the ball played for Perot, and Ahmed Hodzic puts in a good, strong challenge and muscles Perot off the ball before passing it back for Clean Sheet West, who clears really good stuff from Manel, just kind of blocking his man off um, and not allowing uh, anything going forward there. Yeah, the I mean, he's he's locked it down as well. But one thing I want to ask you, when we play at nighttime, does it make it really hard to, you know, I know all the players, but does it make it so hard with the black numbers on the back of the shirt to read yeah. the numbers? Yeah. Oh my god, it's impossible. I mean, I go by hair color. Yeah, or boots. Style. What boots yeah. they have on? Yeah, yeah, it's like, man, I don't, I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I was trying to think of like what color would not, like, would make it really easy to see. But I'm like, I like the stripes all the way down the back of the shirt. Don't get me wrong, but. Next year will probably be a bit easier since they're making that little square on the back. But if we're in this league next year, they're making the square cutout where you can see the numbers against a a single color background. So it makes it a lot easier because I'm like, man, it is so hard to see these numbers out here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only problematic element for the for the fans watching the game, you know, it's just un- being unable to see the numbers, especially at night, as you mentioned. Yeah. 36 minute Perot tries a shot from outside the box that is wide to the left. In the 40th minute, really, really good counterattacking football from United as the ball is played into a channel for Norrington Davies, who's like sprinting like a full bladdered racehorse to get onto the, the ball. He gets a cross in, but it is put out for a corner. He tried, or I should say he tried to get a cross in, um, that was put out for a corner, but. Norrington Davies, I mean, I, we are, we've already kind of sang his praises, but I, again, that moment right there, like I was convinced, I was absolutely convinced there's no way that he was going to get on that ball. Yeah, I agree with you. And he just came out of nowhere and he just got on. I don't know where he's found all this, you know, speed and agility, but I mean, have at it, dude. Have at it. Yep. Yep. Then right after that, a series of corners for United. Doyle has a shot following a corner from Norwood that misses to the right, but it was blocked by Manning and out for another corner. 41st minute off of a third consecutive corner taken by Doyle this time. It falls for Njaye just outside the six-yard box. He spins, shoots, and it's blocked and goes out for a corner. That was, in, in my humble opinion, Njaye's best moment of the match. I And I will say this was an off game for him. In stretches, he was kind of invisible out there yeah i would agree with you on that and we were talking about this before i didn't think him or sandy barge had a uh had a particularly good game they had an okay game and like you said this is in die's only chance of the game and to be fair if the defenders wouldn't have blocked it it probably would have went in 
because I think that ball makes I think that ball sneaks in the corner before the keeper gets there. But yeah. I mean, it got deflected out by the by the Swansea defenders, and so it you know obviously went out for a corner. But yeah, I I mean, he's due for an off game. He's not going to be on every single game. Yeah, so and, I'm okay and, with this. I and I agree with you there, Chad. I think what's important though is that when our best players, Bedgay and Jaye McBurney, to a little bit of a lesser degree, when they have off games, I mean, it's phenomenal that we have you know, in our toolkit, other players who can come in and, you know, basically snatch three points for us, Brewster and Kadra. Yeah. Yeah. You are hundred percent agreed. It's like, okay, we, these guys had a bad day. Okay. We're just going to go to the bench and we're just going to replace them with the same caliber of guys. It's like, there's no fall off and I'm okay yeah. with that. So like I just said, and I wasn't up to his, wasn't up to snuff. And if those guys aren't up to snuff again, come at the weekend, we can just come off the bench or maybe we give them a little bit of rest and we just take that, those bench players and put them into the game. And I think we will see squad rotation this weekend. I think Hecky's going to want to give some of them, uh, you know, a little rest. Preston is a good team, but I do, I don't see it being the same side in this next game. The, the Preston game this weekend is our last game. Then we have another week or two weeks off, right? Yeah, we have the international break coming up. Man, I'm so sick of this stop, start, stop, start. Well, obviously this wasn't planned at the beginning. I'm talking about the World Cup coming up, but onward. on Onward and, and hopefully continually upward. Yes. 43rd minute McBurney pass to Norwood, who was absolutely miles out, but decided to have a go anyway. And it was very, very much high and over the bar. I, I mean, I like seeing the confidence from Norwood to take that shot, but has to be better. Should dip a little bit more if he's going to try and test Benda from that far out. I think he was like a good 30 yards out or something. Yeah, I think he's just, he wants to have his one a game. You know, I, I think that's all it boils down to is just, he wants to have his one a game, and okay, there it was, and it wasn't even a, it was a mile wide over the bar. So okay, you had your one, yeah, yeah, and that was pretty much half. That was the first half. Good end to end football, but nobody really got a good foothold into the game. Uh, I thought it was back and forth for stretches. They'd have a good spell of possession. We'd have a good spell of possession, and I mean, really, it continued like that for the majority of the game. Yeah, that, I mean. What we saw in the first half is what we're going to basically see in the, the second half. And going into halftime, I, I was like, yeah, this is probably going to finish nil-nil. I think I texted you before the game, and I said one-nil us. But, yeah, watching that first half, I was like, Swans are going to have some chances. We're going to have some chances, and it's going to finish nil-nil. And, you know, honestly, at halftime, I would have taken a nil-nil draw. Yeah, we both said so. We both yeah. said so already. So the second half starts, and in the 47th minute, Anel Ahmedhadzic is given a yellow for another high foot in the attacking box. I mean, he needs to watch it because he could get a game ban uh, for accumulation of yellows if he's not careful. I think that's, what, three yellow cards so far this season for Ahmedhadzic? Yeah, I think so. That was a uh, – he was just trying a bicycle kick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you defend your case and, hey, I was just trying to do a bicycle kick, but I got real close to the guy's head. He dra- over-dramatized it a little bit, rolled around on the ground. Oh, my God, he's knocked out. He killed him. Oh, my God, he killed him with his foot. But, yeah, they just warranted, you know, all that warranted a yellow card and, and – 
the headband referee came over and said, here you go. Here's your yellow card. To me, it was, I can see where he gives the yellow card, but I mean, the dude's trying to try a bicycle kick. If you get your head there, okay, what happens if he scores a bicycle kick and you kick the dude in the head? What happens? Are they going to negate it? Yeah, they are. The The law says you're supposed to be in control of your feet and know where you know, the other players are and not play dangerously, and that was a dangerous play. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, first real chance of the second half came to Swansea as a pass from Grimes on the right finds Sornola, who drives into the box, puts a pass that is deflected to Manning, who has a shot from outside the box that finds Fulton eventually. He gets it to Sorinola, and Norrington Davies steps in and makes a good challenge, and the ball goes out of play. Again, end-to-end, excellent stuff from Norrington Davies. Yeah, and you, you know what I noticed, too? None of our defenders are afraid to go in with a tackle. You know, they're all, like, you know, like you watch someone like, oh, no, don't go in with that tackle. It might be a yellow card. It might be a red our defenders are like, yeah, screw it. We're going to go in. We're going to win the ball, and there's going to be no doubt about it. Now, obviously, there's probably going to be a time where it's not going to work and it's going to be a red card. But, I mean, for the most part, we're not afraid to go in and for a rash challenge to get the ball away and take possession back the other way, and I like that. I like how rough and tumble our defenders are, and they're not afraid to put in hard tackles that, obviously, this far along in the season have worked for us. Yeah, uh, and I do want to talk about how good our defense has been, especially in the box. You know, I mean, a toe wrong, and it's a penalty. Yeah. But time yeah. and time again, especially in this game, uh, we put in really, really good, careful, but efficient tackles in the box and have gotten the ball out of dangerous areas. Yeah. 54th minute. An almost unrelenting sequence from Swansea as Cooper and Grimes twice had shots blocked in quick succession there. 60th minute, Ben Cabango from the midfield put in a great pass to Perot at the top of the box who took a touch and then took a shot that missed only narrowly to the right from a Swansea perspective. 61st minute, Tommy Doyle down the left-hand side played a beautiful through ball down the left for Norrington Davies, who puts in a first-time cross that finds Sander Berge, and it, he just sails it over the bar and so high. I mean, what a chance that should have been for Berge. Yeah, and you would like to think that he scores it, but unfortunately, as was going on in this game for what are we, 61 minutes into the game? Yeah, we weren't taking our chances very well, and that was odd, but, you know, it's kind of it's kind of how this game has gone along. You just kind of felt it's going to be one of those nights where, it's, where we're not going to score. Thankfully, that wasn't the case, but 62nd minute for the second time this season, Fodderian puts it off the back of one of our own players, it falls into the box for Cooper, who slips it for Perot. And in a last-ditch effort, Ahmed Hodzic makes a fantastic sliding challenge, saving what should have been a certain goal. Fantastic from Anel there. I mean, what a defensive game from him in this one. Yeah, I mean, but does Wes, because he doesn't have anything to do, does he just like, ah, you know what, screw it, I'm going to make life hard on myself? Here, I'm just going to clang it off one of our players again. Oh, yeah, it falls to Swan. Okay, all right, I got to make a – I mean, then he gets let off the line by, or let off the hook by good defensive tackle. It's just like 
I don't know why he does that. What he gets out of that? Does that does he get aroused out of doing that? <laughs> he he just wants some practice, you know. Like apparently, <laughs> thankfully Ahmed Hodzic was there, and in the 67th minute, Norwood pings one out on the right hand side for Balduck. He plays in a looping ball for McBurney in the box, who takes a touch, turns and shoots, but it is way too high. I mean, and Jai was making a little run into the box there, perhaps. I I don't know if he saw him or not, but I, I think if you're in that position, like so far in like in a bad angle there, you should try to maybe go for a pass or pass it back to Balduck. I don't know. I think you just got lost in the sauce a little bit and didn't really know what to do so i would agree with you what you said you know pass it back or look for baldock but i don't know maybe it's one of those things where the situation gets sticky locks up you know yeah yeah and then you know for the next like 20 minutes there was a real dry spell i mean only notable thing was really the substitutions mcatee came in for doyle in the 73rd 74th Brewster replaces McBurney, and then 82nd minute, that man, Rita Kadra, replaced Njaye, who, like we already said, he had a quiet night. He had a, a quiet night and definitely thought it was great for Kadra to get those minutes, and he had an instant impact, didn't he? 83rd minute, McAtee down the left-hand side, played a ball for Kadra. Kadra plays it to Norrington Davies, who gets it right back to Kadra, and he puts in an absolute beauty of a cross for Brewster who heads it hard down and uh, it just goes to the left of goal and out for a goal kick. But I mean, Brewster isn't get, going to get many better chances, especially in a game like this where he's subbed on. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. I just was like, man, I want him to score so bad. I want him to score. Cause when he came, when he, when he got subbed on, I was like, come on, get us one Brewster. We need a goal. Get us a goal. And I thought this was his chance, and it was his chance. It absolutely was his chance. It's just, it's one of those things. I just put my head down. I was like, "Is it ever going to happen? Is well, it ever going to happen?" He's he certainly made up for it. Um, it that he did, but I just want to see him score a goal, and it goes in, and it's just like, come on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we come to stoppage time. The board is held up. Only four minutes. As we mentioned previously, uh, the Swansea fans are basically playing keep away, and that's kind of what led to, you know, a further minute being added. And then. And then. 94th minute, Swansea with the ball in the dying seconds of the game. Stevens gets the ball, not that Stevens, Stevens for Swansea, gets the ball to Wood Gordon, who puts in a cross for Perot. He touches it for Patterson. Patterson drives, and in a last-ditch effort from Bash, the tackle is picture-perfect. Norrington Davies gets on it, clears it down the pitch, and then we all know what happens next. Brewster gets on it. He makes one of his like best runs that I've seen him maybe ever make. Swim moves past Naughton, who is like trying to coax a ridiculous foul out of the referee there. And Brewster drives into the box. He finds a late running Kadra who coaxes the keeper forward to come out and then shoots just over his outstretched arms for the goal. And that was basically one of the last kicks of the game. Absolutely smash and grab for United here and three points. What a, uh, what a way to end it. Like you said, Brewster made one of those runs. I don't know if we've seen a run quite like that 
since he's been here. I think there's maybe one or two other times I can remember of a run like that. But yeah, and then Kadra following in 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 tow after Naughton. That was a I don't know. That was the dumbest tackle fake. You know, oh my god, he dragged me back. Whatever he tried to pull there, just to get the ref to blow the whistle, and that's where we got to credit the referee for not not blowing for a foul, letting the play go on, and then oh man, what a goal for Kadra! Because I thought I was like, it was kind, I was kind of behind what was going on, so I was trying to catch up to it. I was like, oh my god, I hope he doesn't miss. I because at first I thought Brewster was going to shoot it. I was like, oh my god, it's going to get saved, knowing Brewster. I said, lay it off. And then Kadra, I was like, oh, my God, just slot it home. Don't put it over the bar. And he went in. I was like, yes, it's in. And, you know, I, as I said earlier, I ran around like a schoolyard girl, and everybody knows the Blades won. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Great, great win for United. And, I mean, we already talked about it, but who was your man of the match? Got to be R&D. If I, if I had an alternative man of the match, I'd probably say – um, I'm at Hodzic, you know, yeah. good defensive shift, you know, like we talked about, not afraid to put in a tackle. You could even go with bash with yeah. that, that last death ditch tackle at the back to start the, to start the ball going the other way for the goal. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, bash, I thought had a really good game. You could have picked basically anybody on our back line as the alternative man of the match. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Bash is a good shout. Ahmed Hodzic, a really good shout. I kind of like Bash, you know, playing in his classic position. And But did you notice, for stretches, it seemed like Ahmed Hodzic had moved back to the right? Did you notice that? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that, too. And I'm okay with it if it works. I mean, do I want to see him there? Not all the time, but, I mean, hey. Whatever Paul Hackingbottom is doing right now is working, so let the dude work his magic, and I'm okay with it. And nice transition there, because I just want to quickly mention Paul Hackingbottom, EFL Championship Manager of the Month for August, and absolutely deserved, right? Yeah, 100%. As us, top of the table, absolutely flying. Well, we've conceded five goals this year. Nine games in, five goals conceded. That's pretty good. Uh, 20 points. I mean, you can't ask for anything else, you know? There was a stat that you mentioned before we jumped on, Chad, that it's been tweeted and retweeted. And touch wood, I'm going to touch wood when I say this, but teams that get 20 points in their first nine games, I think 21 teams, or 20, 21 or 24, I can't remember what exactly what the stat was, <laughs> Only five have not gained promotion. Yeah, yeah. We were the 22nd team to score 20 points in our first nine games. And out of the 21 teams that have done that prior, only five haven't got promotion. So odds are in our favor. Obviously, good. we've got to continue the job. But Yeah, yeah, that's good company to be in right there. Yep. So we go again this Saturday against Preston North End. It is at Deepdale and a 3 p.m. BST start. Um, and Preston North End, to their credit, have been draw specialists this year, not conceding very many goals. They've conceded two in nine games, but they have only scored three. And, you know, Deepdale has been their fortress just as Bramall Lane has been ours. So it's been a difficult place to 
to go and get a result for away teams this season. In their last match out, they drew against a good Burnley team after going down in the first 10 minutes. They were able to pull it back level with a goal from Jordan Story, the the defender, and he's been very solid in defense for them. Lindsay and Cunningham round out the back three. They play a defensive midfielder in Whiteman, wings of Brady and Potts, and a midfield of Johnson, McCann, and up front they have uh, Parrot, I believe is how you pronounce his yep. name, and uh, Reese Jacobson. So, watched any Preston North End this year? To be fair, I have not because it's been so boring. Because they <laughs> didn't score hardly any goals in the first, I think, four games. I mean, but I've watched, I've watched highlights of them. I mean, it's just they're one team that you know you just mentioned it. They've only scored three and only conceded two. So. I think this is another one of those teams that have been in and around us. And we've, I, I think this is the one where, you know, it might not be a resounding two, three nil drubbing, four, three, four nil drubbing. It might be like a one or two, you know, it might be something or we can see the goal. So it, it might be two, one. It might, it not, I'm not saying we're going to beat all these teams that, like massively score bundles of goals against these teams. But I just think we go, this is a game where we go and, you know, just control the game and do what we want and get the goals when we kind of want, you know? We'll save your score prediction for a moment here, but what about your lineup? How do you see United lining up? Oh man. I see. This is what I don't know. Does, does Hecky swap Brewster for McBurney? Kadra for Indai. Does Nakati get a start? I, no, I don't give him a start. I, I still keep Tommy Doyle in there. I still do. So everybody, that's my lineup. Wes, Ahmed Hodzic, Egan, Bash, R&D, Doyle, Norwood, Sandy Barge, Baldock, and then we'll change the front two. Brewster and Kadra start over Indai and McBurney. Give them a little bit of rest. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Um I, to be perfectly honest, uh, and this is my score prediction, I'm fully expecting a nil-nil draw, a, a goalless draw in this one. You know, I just don't see Preston North End scoring, and I don't see them conceding at home. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. How about you, Chad? What's your score prediction? Uh, I think 2-1. Two, two, I think 2-1 Blades. But I think it's – I think it's we get two early goals – and then they peg one back and make it interesting at the end is is the only thing that Goal that's scores. all I can see. Mm, I think Ahmed Hodzic and um, we'll go with Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle open up opening up his account there. I like it. I we like got Kadra opening up his account, so Tommy Doyle gets on the score sheet as well in this game. And then we're absolutely flying, man. Absolutely flying. And then we hit another break. Yep. And then yep. we put the hand brakes on. <laughs> oh, I didn't I I didn't want to let the podcast kind of go by here without, you know, acknowledging the obvious, you know, the death of the queen. And, you know, we just wanted to say that we here at the Red Half of Sheffield, in spite of being Yanks, just want to empathize. Um, you know, with the feelings of the folks across the pond, I know it's devastating for a lot of people. I mean, unless you were, you're in your 
80s or 90s, um, you have lived in the United Kingdom under the reign of Queen Elizabeth. Um, And, you know, I I think a lot of us over here stateside, you know, respected her. But I, I mean, regardless of your feelings about, you know, the monarchy and, you know, whether you're a royalist or not, we can't deny that, you know, she had a major impact. So, you know, just wanted to kind of observe that and kind of give our feelings there. So pay our respects a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it's a tough deal. And, you know, whether you believe we should have played last weekend or, or not, I mean, there's been a lot of people saying we should have, we shouldn't have, you know, because of the already, the congested fixture schedule. I mean, it is what it is. You know, we're all at some point we're already going to, we're going to make them all up anyway. So it just sucks because we, it seems like a start and stop. And now we have the international break coming up after this one. So we're not going to be able to play for what two weeks. And then we'll play. I think October is now looking more congested than it was. So now we're going to go into, in, into October, November. And then November is not that congested because I don't think we play the last two weeks of November because. That's when the World Cup starts, and then we come back right around Christmas time. It's just like, let's, you know, I'm sick and tired of having the last couple of seasons where we've had start, stop, and long running seasons and early start. It's just, I want to get back to a normal season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good news is that, you know, hopefully the World Cup, when it's played here in the United States, will, will be during the summer when it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing is let's never have to do a wintertime World Cup ever again, please. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it there. If you haven't done so already, please give the podcast a follow on Twitter at Red Sheffield and on Facebook at the Red Half of Sheffield. We're going to try to engage more on Facebook moving forward. I know we haven't been as engaging recently. We've been mostly focused on Twitter, but, um, you know, I... I do realize that a lot of people still do use Facebook in spite of uh, the younger generations kind of moving away from it now. Additionally, uh, we are going to be doing the live stream for our game against Preston North End this Saturday with the Chef United Way. Please make sure that you like and subscribe to the Chef United Way. They produce fantastic content, um, and we're really privileged that both Nick and Hal give us the opportunity to do the live stream there on a regular basis. And Chad, where can the people follow you on social media? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cjarvis underscore 13. And you can follow me, Noah Snyder, at sunpuck on Instagram and at nessman930 on Twitter. Well, until this Saturday, when we play Preston North End at Deepdale, up the blades, Chad. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards!